Hello, welcome back to Manifest Her. My name is Brittany Lee. This is Nikki Dimitri. And today we have an amazing guest, Monica Jones. We are so excited to have her. You guys are going to love her. Her energy is literally everything. Yes. Um, she's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. She yeah. lifts me up like it's crazy how amazing she is. So Monica has been a business owner for how many years has it been? 22 years now. 22 years. It's a long yeah. time. And she has been very successful. She's gone through tons of trials in her life and it's led her to where she is now. And just to give you a little sneak peek, now she's starting to do like couples retreats and they're going to be amazing. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely stick around, get to know her, and then we'll get to what she's doing now. And then Nikki, oh, and how I know her. So we were <laughs> both ambassadors for This Is Me Boudoir. And before that, I had been watching. So she was an ambassador before I was. And I would see her post in the group. And when I tell you, she was like a celebrity to me. Like some of the pictures that were posted oh. of her, she glows. Before I even had ever had a conversation with her, it was like, I need to know this woman. She is amazing. So when I first was an ambassador and I was like in the same room with her and the other girls too, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're meeting a celebrity. Like that's truly how I felt. She's just so amazing. So we became friends through that. And after like six months of being friends, I was going through my old emails, erasing things. And there was an email from like, five years ago or actually close I think seven years ago because I remember telling you I was right in the middle of my divorce and she had done a party that she does and um I had so I had met her a long time ago but I didn't remember that and I thought that was super cool but yeah super excited to have you Nikki if you want to go into how you met her oh my gosh we met a long time ago like so many years, I don't even know, honestly, Monica. I don't know. If it, was, it was. It was. I don't remember. It's. It's been a long minute. <laughs> <laughs> and it was through her former business, as Brittany just said. She has a brand new business, which we're going to tell you all about. But her former business involved sexual empowerment for women, and that's how I came across. And I was just so like inspired by her, her energy, her aura, what she taught, right? She has a lot to teach you as a woman about your own body, your sex life and things like that. And so, right, like we all, there's no shame in saying, hey, let me get some tips and advice. Like, you know, and she was the one and she just, we connected and we're magnetic and just really kind of stayed in like a similar circle. And then there was a retreat fast forward to where after Brittany had met her as the ambassador and everything. And I ended up on that retreat and got to reconnect with her. And it was just like, she's a soul filling. Anyone we bring on here, they're soul filling people. And that's what I love. And she did another like up to date sexual course, like education on that all about orgasms, ladies. <laughs> yes. It was so funny when we were doing that class, I went into it thinking there's not much I can learn. I'm in my thirties. I've been around the block. And then I like left like, oh my gosh, I didn't know anything about my body. <laughs> so like, ready. You just give you homework. You're like, oh, let me go. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. It's constantly yeah. changing. We got to keep up yes. with all this. Yes. 
So that's how we met. And she just creates a really safe environment where you're comfortable and you can explore these things and these questions with her. And so definitely check her out if you're feeling aligned and this is something you'd like to know more about or her new business, just to get to know who she is, because she's someone you want in your orbit. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I love you guys. Do do I get to say how much I love you guys? Yes. (laughs) Tell us. Love you so good. You need goosebumps. So I'm like, you know what? You know that when the universe brings people into your life and the magnetism, that energy that keeps them there, there's some that maybe you don't want in your orbit, but You too. I seriously just cannot say how much I love you and just the fulfillment that I get from you guys. Like for real, just thank you for, thank you for having me here. I guess I should have started with that, but thank you for being in my lives because my lives. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. All of them. All Um, the phases. Uh, but yeah thank you for being in my life and being the inspirational woman that you are I think it's so amazing that you're doing this podcast and sharing because so many times in our lives as women we walk through thinking we're the only ones struggling or the only ones that have ever felt this kind of feeling or the only ones facing this kind of challenge and we don't know how it looks on the other side so to see someone who has watch that journey or we're not we're not all the same of course but being able to share and lean on each other through the good times and the bad i mean it's huge and that's what this podcast is doing so kudos to you thank you that's so nice we're so excited i'm so excited to have you here to talk about everything so to get started do you want to start just like when you first started your business and then we'll kind of talk about what you've been through and what led you to now Yeah, sure. So you wouldn't be able to tell it by my rainbow hair, but um, 22, 23 years ago, I was super, super shy, really, really quiet. I was very insecure. Um, I had no self-confidence. I had one friend in my world and um, she invited me to a romance party. But she didn't tell me it was a romance party. She just says, hey, Monica, there's a party on Saturday. It's at six o'clock. I'll pick you up. I was like, okay. She had been trying for probably weeks, maybe months at that point, just to get me out of the house. Um, I was pregnant at the time with my second baby. Um, I had a two-year-old running on a, around at home. So I definitely needed to get out of the house, but I was suffering from a really bad depression. Yes. I didn't want to get showered, let alone put on clothes that were presentable and and go anywhere. So I don't know why it's one of those things like she knew I needed it. And somehow she knew how to like, I think it was the friend card that guilted me. She's like, I I, I don't want to go by myself. Please just come with me. So I did. Um, and I get to this party. Now, remember, I she didn't tell me what kind of party it was. So I'm thinking, you know, 23 years ago, I didn't know romance, sexual health education parties were a thing. So I'm thinking like baking or candles or you know, something. Um, and just as shy and quiet as I was, my friend was like on the other end of the spectrum. Like... <laughs> We can talk to anyone, everyone. So we did. We get to this party and I sit on the little edge of the couch. 
hoping that nobody would talk to me. <laughs> and she's off talking to everybody else. So I'm watching the consultant set up the demo table and I can't, you know, setting up different little bottles and stuff. And then all of a sudden she puts this box up on the <laughs> fireplace mantle. It's a love swing. I was like, what kind of party did she just bring to? What are we gonna do? Like, what does she think? I'm into like, <laughs> I love that that's the first thing you saw. That was the first thing that I saw. But I thought I recognized what was going on and I was stuck. Like she drove, she's not even like, or she's off talking to someone else. So I was just like, <laughs> but luckily I stayed. Um, I, I really was scared, you know, growing up, raised in Utah, um, rather conservative and, um, not that I was opposed to those things. I just, it was just uncomfortable. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. So, um, yeah. as the party got started, I just thought, how is this going to happen? But I was immediately, um, just impressed with how educational it was, how fun it was yeah. and how tasteful it was. Yes. I had no idea that we could talk about um, our bodies and orgasms and um, all of those things and uh, in a very um, tasteful and educational way. Yeah. So um, it calmed me down <laughs> and I was able to enjoy the rest of the party. But I do remember there was a moment I was sitting on the couch and I just had this like <laughs> beam of light. And I just, Aww. I need this in my life. It, yeah. it stopped me because I was like, this is the first time that I've laughed in weeks, yeah. if not months. Yeah. It's the first time that I wasn't worried about my kiddos. I wasn't worried about my marriage that wasn't so hot. I wasn't worried about my depression or my family. We yeah. had a sudden loss in the family. Like none of that mattered. Yeah. All that mattered that I was surrounded by mm. women who understood oh, I was surrounded yeah. and safe and just having fun. Yeah. So I didn't know how, I didn't know why, but I knew I needed more of this in my life. Yeah. So end of the party, um, I waited very, very last to order because I was, I was comfortable, but I was still like, I don't know what this is. So my friends like, take my order from me. You need this, you need this, you need this. <laughs> So I waited to the end to go in and order and um, the consultant was talking to my friend about becoming a consultant for that, for that company. And I so badly wanted her to ask me because I was so scared to ask because I was not the yeah. type yeah. that you would think could yeah. do a party, let alone a sex toy party. Right, you know? right. um, so I checked it out and I booked a party. Mm -hmm. um fast forward that party um it was amazing my I, i've done home parties before and like nobody shows up everybody wanted to be at this party Aww, <laughs> so um so yeah the rest is history from there i i saw how I saw the reaction of my friends and family. It was different to kind of see like strangers and think like, oh, well, they're just more comfortable with their bodies or they're just more comfortable with the topic. But I know my sisters, I know my friends and neighbors. And when they had that same reaction that I did, that was kind of like a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure to, wow, I didn't know other people felt like that. 
I didn't know that was possible. Oh, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to have, or that it was possible for me to have an orgasm. Right. Like yeah. it, all of those conversations became normalized yes. in that setting. Yeah. And I wanted to be a part of it. So yeah. I joined right then and there. Um, I started doing parties and, um, that was, that was kind of the start of it. I don't know how far you want me to go yeah. into the, <laughs> into I want to jump in and kind of just comment and talk a little bit more about a couple of things that you brought up that really resonated with me. The first being the sexual health aspect and conservative, because I grew up in a really religious household. So if anyone's listening to this and you're maybe like Monica or me, Brittany, you'll have to tell us what you were like, but my, like the way my parents told me, especially my mom, you don't have sex till you're married. Like that's a sin. Nothing about touching your body and masturbation or women having orgasms. Sex was really just like procreational, right? Missionary. Literally, my mom, this was an off hands subject. My mom was not comfortable talking to me. And so I feel like that's a thing. And that's what I liked about what you said. You're like, I wasn't alone in my conservativeness and feeling a little bit like, is this okay? You know, kind of thing. And that's what I found in you. You were one of those integral parts. My sexual exploration, a lot of that came, you know, post-divorce and way into my adults. And I really got to just see what I liked and what I wanted and educate myself. Like, it's okay if you don't know these things, ladies, gentlemen, whomever, like, don't be ashamed. And that's what I liked about Monica. I didn't have to be ashamed for not knowing or never having really explored maybe some certain things and having questions, you know, based on how I was raised in my prior experience. Honestly, in my marriage, I did not orgasm, to be really, really honest. It was post-marriage that I finally started to orgasm. It was really missionary, right? Because again, that mentality and things behind it where I didn't even know, oh, we can do that. Oh, it's okay to yeah. touch myself. Oh, oh, you know, kind of. Well, and, and we don't know, but our partners aren't being educated either. Yeah. And so- I can't tell you how many women came into my private shopping room where we had those private conversations yes. that they'd had seven children, been married for 20 years and never had an orgasm. Yes. I've had women who came in that had to ask me, you know, where is the clitoris? Yes. Like just, it, we're just not educated. And in states yes. like Utah, and I know we're not the only one that yeah. teaches only abstinence mm -hmm. um, and not about... And here's the thing. It's not even necessarily about if you, if, if you take away the sexual part of it, it's mm -hmm. not even necessarily sexual exploration for mm -hmm. our teens that we're worried about. It's about listening to your body. Yes. It's about knowing yes. your body yes. so that you know what's normal for you so that you yes. know if something's not quite right. Yes. Um, that is such a huge part. And listen, that, that could be like a whole other <laughs> podcast, just the sexual health information right. that we need. Um, but yeah, thank you, Nikki. Cause that, that's exactly, uh, we suffer in silence. We yes. don't know who to ask. We don't know what is safe to ask. So that's why I loved my parties. I loved being able to, I got to take the pressure off. 
I get to talk about all of those, all those conversations that are maybe in your head, but you're afraid to ask. I'm going to talk about them because then I'm not picking on you and being like, Hey, Nikki, did you ever blah, blah, like, you know what? That's your business. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't ever cross those lines of privacy, but I can say things like, Hey, have you ever had the wet spot or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, pain after intercourse or just all those topics. Yes. And all of a sudden, not only maybe you already knew that, but the gal sitting next to you didn't, or maybe that triggers a question. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But what about this? So the education piece by far um, is my favorite, my favorite part of my business. Um, It's, it's light bulbs, it's empowerment. And it just like, I know you two both are familiar, like, like with boudoir, it's, the pictures are fabulous, but it's not really about the pictures. Right. It's about the experience. It's about learning our own, being comfortable in our own skin. It's kind of like my parties. It's not as much as great as the products are. um, It's not really about the products. It's about education. It's about the communication that comes with those products. So when you, um, if you're single as a Pringle, you get to go and enjoy. If you're Mm -hmm. in a relationship, you get to have, a reason to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and those conversations become easier with um, not only with that education, right. But with those products too. Yeah. Love it. I love that. I, first of all, I have to say, I cannot imagine you being a shy person sitting in a corner. That is wild to me. Like that was a huge change in your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. makes me so much more proud of you. And like, I've seen a lot of things, obstacles that you've overcome, but like knowing that that's how you were is so wild because now you walk into a room and it's literally like a, the sun just walked in. Like that's oh. how it feels. And <laughs> so for me, my experience was different with the parties. So I grew up, my mom was very open about that stuff. And so she would always talk about like when I was like 16 or so, she'd be like, make sure you're remembering to pee after sex and like stuff like that. And I would just be like, I was still virgin so I was so uncomfortable with it and my mom would always just say stuff like that and I was just like ah! so it made me so uncomfortable so that was my like I didn't that's the only time I had really talked about it was having that feeling of like I don't want to have this conversation so when I went to the parties it was like I was probably just 18 maybe 19 when I went to my first one and I was with a bunch of other teens so it was like not a scary thing to me it was like so much fun having a place to talk about it where it felt comfortable and Mm -hmm. having a reason to be like have a girl's night and men aren't allowed and kids aren't allowed and it was so nice to have that space and then I met my ex-husband when I was 19 almost 20 so very Mm -hmm. soon after I first got and so while I was married I was very secluded from the world he every anytime I went to like a girl's night he would come with me which is so weird but Mm -hmm. that space he couldn't and it was like the only space that I had that was like yeah. for me and my friends, which felt yeah. so good. And then yeah. I also loved that, like, I bought tons. I had so many products for that place. I was like, <laughs> learning all the things. I was loving it. And then um, when I would go, it was so comfortable and natural for me. And I had tried everything. I became someone who was like, you need this and you need this. And I was like helping everyone else around me. I was like, this changed my life. And I had no problem saying it in front of the entire group of strangers. I like, I usually only knew like one person, but I was so comfortable. So being able to help other people and like just have a space to be fun and uplifting 
was huge yeah. for me. I, it absolutely was not about the products. I had most of the products. I rarely bought anything, but yes. I loved it so much. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then something else that stood out for me was you talking about the depression aspect and how this helped you, you know, kind of start finding yourself and finding that power. Again, that really resonates because I've suffered with depression my entire life, really since I was super young and tried to take my life several times. And it's one of those things that you've got to find your light, what's going to help you to not try that again, if you've ever mm-hmm. accepted it you know, what's going to help you, what's missing. It was always like this void for me personally, like a black hole in my heart. And so finding something that was healing, you know, and helping me get out of that was so integral. So I love the fact that something similar happened for you, you know? Thank you for sharing that because that's another aspect of our lives that isn't always comfortable to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ties right back into knowing your body, right? Depression is something that I have dealt with um, my entire life. I didn't realize it until I was about 19 years old was the first Mm -hmm. time that I realized that's what was going on. And like a lot of people, I thought um, I'm just being ungrateful. I have a great life and I just need to look at things differently or I need to, Mm -hmm. you know, do something different. And it took a lot of therapy, a lot of introspection, a lot of work to realize that, you know, we wouldn't say those things to a diabetic, like, just don't take your insulin. You're, you just need to be more positive, you know, like think, think better. You know, there, there are legitimate things, our, our brains, our bodies, our, our souls that we need to tend to and, and be aware of what's going on so that we, again, know when something's off because now it's to the point, you know, my depression will kind (laughs) of go, come and go. And, Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten really good at listening to my body and knowing that I can catch it when it's, just starting to ramp up, which is a whole lot easier to wrinkle in um, than like the story I told you when I was, I was in a really, really bad place. And anyone who has um, dealt with depression or loves somebody that has gone through this knows like yeah. it just, um, if I didn't have my babies at that time, yeah. I don't know that I'd still be here, you know? Mm-hmm. So um it, it, it got really bad and I let it get too far because I just didn't know. And yeah. um, having the conversations, talking about it, asking your friends, you know, how are you feeling? Have you, are, are you thinking about taking your life? That's a question that no one wants to say, but studies show that being direct and asking the question yeah. saves more lives than anything else. So talk about it, have the conversations. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Nikki. That's that. huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you started doing parties, how, like, and you were still in that place, how did you get yourself to like get up and go be in front of people and have the courage to do that? Because it's so easy to want to stay on your couch and do nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, great question. I, I, at first, it was like a drug. I'm not going to lie. Like, just going to a party, it didn't matter if I had two people or 20 people or 40 people, um, getting to, I'm, I'm now, let me be clear when I first started, well, <laughs> let me back up. 
I still, to this day, when I do a party or a presentation, um, I still get super, super nervous beforehand. Like, you know, much public speaking. Um, I served on the senior board of directors with the company. I did trainings all around the globe. Um, so you'd think I'd be used to it, but I still like that little shy girl still in there. Um, once I get going, I'm fine. But, um, there was just something about showing up to that party. And even though I was scared, once I got started talking and just the looks on these women's faces that were Mm -hmm. like, you'd see like these light bulbs going off, you know, and it just made me feel so good that I could do that, that I could make a difference that as flawed as I am and as uneducated as I was at that point, even, and I think we're all always learning um, that I could do something great for them. And maybe I could make another woman feel like I felt at my very first party or like you felt Brittany, like it doesn't have to be like a sad to happy story. Like just having that space that's ours, there will always be an important place for um, women to come together that need for us to define that for ourselves. And so Um, I will admit there were times that my depression was just got the best of me and I would have to give my party away to a team member. Um, looking back, I wish, I wish I could have handled those kind of differently, but at the same time, I'm not really a regret, a regrets kind of person. Like I learned from all of it and it was where I was at, at the time, um, Every step that I've taken in my life, and I know we've talked about this before, like every experience we go through, every trial, every happy time, like all of our experiences make us who we are. Um, And I think it has, for me, my life has made me a very empathetic person. Yeah, you are. Because I know firsthand some of those intense emotions and situations. Um, And my heart just goes out to others who are also going through things. Definitely. Um, And I think it's important to remember that you can only do your best every day. And on those days when you had to give your party away, you were still doing your best. You just didn't have as much of a best as you did the day before. And for other people who are having hard times, like, because none of us, I think, are regrets people. We don't have regrets about anything because we it brought us to who we are. But for people who are in a dark place, who have those regrets, I think it's important to give yourself grace and just remember your best looks different every single day. Beautiful. Very well said. Something my mom used to say kind of growing up was like, and it resonated with me, especially when I lost her and my father. And then suddenly they're flooded with like regrets that want to come in. Oh, I would have done this for my mom or this a little more or that a little more is like all these things. And that was one of my hardest things to heal. And so I just kind of would flash back. And it's like, I did the best I could at the time with what I had. You only have the tools you have at the time, right? And like Brittany said, your best is going to look different every day. Even if you got all the tools, you may not feel like pulling them out. You know, (laughs) you don't want to leave them in that toolbox like not today. (laughs) They're fine. Leave them there. They'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) 
I love that. Like it's different every day. Your best, you know. Yeah. It is. And I'm gonna slaughter this, so maybe I'll look it up and you can you can put it in the comments or something here. But one of my favorite quotes, so you'd think I'd have it down, um, by Maya Angelou is just what you were talking about, Nikki, that um you do the best with what you have. When you learn better, do better. Like yes. there, my mom used to say that a lot when I was growing up. So maybe that's the connection for me there, but yeah. you know, you, I, I can't say it any better than the two of you just did. You just show up how you can. Yes. And that's, that's all we would ask for, for, um, of anybody else. Yes. We need to learn to yeah. have that grace for ourselves and, yeah. and know that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So when you first were doing the parties, how long did you, you had a like corporate job, right? For a while. How long were you doing or were you just doing that? Yeah. So, um, so I was a stay at home mom when I started my business okay. and then, um, about five years into my business is when I went through a divorce. Um, at that point I realized a, a friend asked me, she's like, Monica, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a job or, and it just, for some reason, I'm in the middle of this and just hadn't thought of that piece. And my immediate reaction was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I can't be on someone else's clock. I've got kiddos that I run back and forth. And, you know, like, how does anybody do that? Yeah. Um, so kudos to all the the parents Seriously. out there struggling all of those things. Seriously. Um, yeah. Um, so I actually just sat down um, and went over the numbers with my business and thought, you know what, what would it take for me to bring in enough to our family that I can stay home with my kiddos? And I realized it really wasn't that much more than I was already Ooh, doing. I so that. I just laid the plan out and, um, again, I'm not going to say it was easy, but it was definitely worth it. Um, I, we, I had 50, um, 50, 50 custody with my ex. And so I would just focus on my business when my kiddos were with their dad. And, um, I got to be mom when they were home. I got to go on every field trip. I was room mom a few times, um, uh, high school field, not field trips, high, uh, but my my, uh, my oldest kiddo was in color guard and orchestra. So okay. I got to be a chaperone. That's what I was thinking, a chaperone oh, yeah. on some chaperone. of those trips. So, I mean, I got kind of the best of both worlds. I got a career that I absolutely love. And I got to have all those moments with my kiddos. Um, now, you might be thinking, I did get, um, I served a position on, our board of directors, and then later on our senior board of directors with the corporate office. Okay. Um, so it wasn't, I wasn't being paid salary or anything like that. It was a volunteer position based on um, our sales and our team, that sort of thing. So we got to kind of have a little bit more um, say in some of the decisions in the company and kind of have some, um, some extra opportunities there, which that's where I got sent to do trainings um, all across the US and Australia. Um, oh, cool. I got to travel and do um, lot, lots of stuff with that too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a little bit of everything. I did the stay at home mom, I did kind of the juggle and now we're empty nesters. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Um, I haven't had to go back to work 
um, yes. for anyone else in 22 years. That's yes. amazing. I love that you got to be like the stay at home mom still basically while you were still a single mom. Cause I have that feeling too, because I have a job that I absolutely love. I work from home. I make my own hours. I have to go take my kids to school and pick them up. Cause we moved and they stayed at the same school. So it's 20 minute drive each way every day so and being able to do that my kids are never home alone i get to just like be the mom that they need but also i'm making good money doing a job that i love and that's huge when you're a single parent to be able to do that is amazing yeah yeah super blessing so you love to travel that's one of the things i love watching about following you on social is all these places you are a traveled woman tell us more about that what was maybe your favorite place is there anywhere you haven't been yet that you still want to go or oh, everywhere <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so growing up um my mom single mom of five girls um and we just didn't have the budget to travel a bunch so our family vacations were you know in the station wagon driving to California to visit grandparents or, um, and don't get me wrong. Like my mom, I don't know how she did it. Like, I feel like we had a great childhood because she made everything an adventure. She made everything something, um, to look forward to. So, um, I almost think that's kind of where my travel bug came from is what's out there. What can I find? What can I see? Um, so my bucket list, I only had one thing on my bucket list my entire life. And that was to visit all seven continents. What? So January of last year, I hit my seventh continent and I don't have a bucket list anymore. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yes, <laughs> queen. Yeah. So, um, Antarctica was definitely one of my favorites just because it, oh, talk about um, energy when we, so we sailed from um, South America, from Argentina, mm-hmm. down across Drake's Passage, which is where mm-hmm. three oceans meet. So mm-hmm. it could be really torrential. Luckily, it was yeah. great for us when we crossed both That's ways. That's so nice. I've seen videos. Um, it makes me sick just to watch them. I know. Like, Ugh. You know what? <laughs> like two weeks before we left for our trip. All of a sudden, all my friends are sending me like videos of like waves crashing up into the balconies and just like, I'm like, no, no, no please no, stop sending no. them. <laughs> it's like pregnancy stories. We often tell like the, the horrible pregnancy things that happen to like the newly pregnant woman. I don't know why she <laughs> does that. <Yeah>. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, when we got there, we would pull the, the ship would pull into each bay. And the captain would just kind of slowly turn the ship so that you could just sit on your balcony and just watch Ooh, everything. Cool. And there was just, I need to find a new word because we're sitting in the middle of the ocean, but it mm-hmm. was so grounding. Mm-hmm. There was such an embrace of energy from there because it is just so untouched and so um just deep like it, it was That's amazing cool. the the animals seemed more free the yeah. the energy like it just it was it was a moment it, it was incredible That's awesome. um but i do love um i love going anywhere honestly i love experiencing 
the people from different places. I always say um, travel is the one thing that you can spend money on and also gain wealth. Like yeah. the. Yes, that's beautiful. Especially as a younger adult, I think seeing how people live in different places mm -hmm. and realizing we're not all that different. Yeah. Like we kind of, I think in the US, um, it's such a large country. Um, we're not, you know, we don't have easy access to other countries like in mm -hmm. Europe that, you know, you kind of hop around in a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think sometimes we forget that here that um, yeah. we are a global community. There mm -hmm. are people that are experiencing things just like us and things that are different. But at the end of the day, we all are here just trying to take care of our families, mm -hmm. connect with other people and live a happy life and how yeah. we do that might look a little bit different, but, um, I love that. yeah, travel, um, <laughs> that that's going to be my next adventure. So we'll get to that. But, yeah. um, I have been very, very blessed to through work, um, and then, you know, saving and planning those big trips. Um, our next one, we're doing a Mediterranean cruise in just a couple weeks. So, so exciting. You have to tell us all about it because me and Nikki are planning to go on one and we haven't been over there. So that's where we're going. Where are I you guys? Will, how long is it? Where are you going? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Um, it's a 10 day cruise out of Rome. Um, and then it goes um, like Sicily, it goes over to Turkey. Oh. Um, and I know I'm skipping some spots, but then yeah. it comes back over and ends in Barcelona. Yeah. So we're gonna do a few days in Rome before we get on the ship and then a few days in Barcelona. Um, yeah, super excited. So we've been to Italy, but not Rome. Okay. Um, and we've been to Spain, but not Barcelona. So Yay. it's a different experience. I love cruises because it gives you like that little taste. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, then you can kind of go back and explore those places that you want to just yeah enjoy and, oh, and soak it all in. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. We're thinking about going over there, like flying over there and leaving from there, but then doing a transatlantic cruise. So it ends in Florida. So we don't have to spend so much for the flights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we'll you're see. a sea day girly, absolutely. I feel like I would be. You just lay in the, by the pool and drink drinks. That sounds oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. I think some people get like antsy. I don't. Yeah, I'm no. like, you know what? I got the spa. I got the buffet. I yeah. got my room. I don't they have to cook. Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the pool. And shows and... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I stay home a, a lot. Before I had to take my kids to school every day when we lived over there, I could not leave my house for like a week and I would be mm -hmm. so happy. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't need that. So I think I would love it as long as it's sunny. If it's cold and I can't lay by the pool, then maybe yeah. that's that's not cool. Not about Yeah, it. just yeah. make sure the time of year you're going. We did a Trans-Pacific cruise um, in October that went from Hawaii Ooh. to um, Tahiti, a couple of the islands there, Ooh, and then to Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah, that was just recently. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, I guess not that recent anymore. Like it end of October ish around there. And uh, yep, yeah, we did. Um, it was like a almost four week cruise. And then we did some time in Sydney too. And I went to Sarah's retreat right before that. Yeah. So I'm like, these guys, I'm not going to be home for like a month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> we were traveling a ton. When we got home from the retreat, she had to drive home from the airport just to wash some laundry and then leave. To the airport. She only had a couple hours. 
I like I four it. hours turn yeah. around to like I'm you know about what? that life. I'm yeah. I'll sleep on the plane, it's fine. And <laughs> on that retreat, we survived a hurricane together, so we're friends for life. <laughs> like for real, as if we weren't already, yeah. like <laughs> we've survived. I love that what you said. I'm seriously gonna keep that quote like close to heart where you said travel is one of the things that you can spend money on and gain wealth. I've yeah. never heard yeah. that. And it's so profound because that's what I'm into is the experience of things. You were talking so much about just feeling it and there being these energies. And that's what I'm seeking. Like, yeah, I make the money and things like that, but I don't maybe dress as fancy or, you know, eat as fancy or something because I'd rather have an experience and do that. I don't even, I just got rid of my car. It was a lease. My lease ended. Peace. I don't need a car note. I could be traveling, putting yeah. that money somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yes. You got that wanderlust. And so there's so many places. I might be stealing that seven continent thing. But oh. that's cool. <laughs> if you need any tips, you let me know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And it is, that was important for me with our kiddos. Like mm -hmm. we always kind of talked about like, there's a pie for your finances and you either get a bigger pie mm -hmm. or you slice it differently. Yeah. You know, you, you, you prioritize what you want to spend it on. And you know, we're the family up there with the coupons when we're eating out and yeah. you know, I don't wear fancy stuff. I don't drive a fancy car. Um, because, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that for those that mm -hmm. that's what, what fills for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's the experiences. Yeah. You can't take any of this stuff with you. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I know Brittany does this with her girls, like creating those experiences, creating wow. those memories, yeah. just turning um, a simple weekend into an adventure. Like yeah. that's what like gets me going. It's me just... Too. That was really important for me with my kiddos too, was to make sure that they kind of got that global perspective um, to see that we are not the only people on this planet and we have a responsibility to work as a global community. We are not us versus them. It's a we and we and we, you know. That's so. such a good point. I haven't taken my kids um, out of the U.S. They're there's I can't get a passport for them. Their dad won't help me get that. So oh, until right, they turn 16 right. and they can get their own, um, then I'll start taking them. But that's something so good to keep in mind because I never thought about that. I thought like when they're older, they can take themselves to other countries. It's so expensive. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. My mom never took me international. Yeah, but, but I love that, though. Thinking of it that yeah. way. I like that. Right now, we really only go to Disneyland. I love being at Disneyland with them so much. And they're only young for so long. Oh, and that's where they want to go. So I'm like, let's just keep doing it. And eventually, when they want to lay by a beach, then that's what we'll do. But <laughs> so far, it's just we love Disneyland and Disney World. Disney's yeah. amazing. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't matter like where you are like spending that time together. Yeah. Right, creating those memories no matter where you are, what you're doing. Of course, travel is amazing and being able to like do those things. But <laughs> my kiddos, um, we went to the Maldives. Um, Ooh, and when we got list. back, like mm -hmm. 
now, of course, I'm biased, but I think everybody should experience the Maltese. Um, when when we got home, um, my kiddos were like, well, when are you going to take us to the Maldives? I'm like, babe, there's nothing to do unless you're like water sports, of course. Um, the Internet is minimal mm-hmm. and you can't like you can't play your online games. You're like pretty much just disconnected from the world and just Ooh. filled by um, this tropical that sounds nice goddess place yeah. <laughs> um so when you're ready that, that that's what reminded me when you said Brittany when you're ready to lay by the beach let me know yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a different different kind of vacation that's awesome. <laughs> you as a mom I've only seen you with adult kids so it's different but you are so supportive of them you are so loving. You let them be 100% authentically who they are. And it's so beautiful to see just how you are as a mom. You are an amazing mom. And when we were actually, when we were on that retreat together, Monica said something to me that truly was so profound to me. It changed my life. Like, seriously, I came home. I wrote it on my mirror. I looked at it every day. But we were doing this thing where we, like, I don't know how to explain it really, but we were basically just telling, we would say the story of like a hard moment in our lives, basically. And then the person next to us would say something positive to us or how, like what they think about what we said, basically. So Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time with people judging me as a mom and thinking that I wasn't enough. And sometimes I felt like I, they would be better off without me. And it was Mm -hmm. really, really hard for me. And she, we wrote on each other, the thing that we wrote, and she wrote their best hope. And shifting my perspective like that, like they might not be perfect. I might not be everything that they need, but truly in their life, I am the best hope that they have of being happy and taken care of and loved and shifting my perspective of that. Genuinely, I think the relationship that I have with my kids right now is because of Monica. Because she said that it's making me super emotional. Just think about because it really is seriously. I, you saying that to me meant that I will never forget it in my whole life. That was so meaningful to me. So I appreciate you so much for that. Well, I am not going to take credit for that because you are an amazing mom. You get to own all of that, but I'm so glad that. It was the perspective shift that I needed to be the the mom that I am. Yeah. Yeah. That was chills. I literally got chills listening. Was that the retreat we all were on or was that the one Mm -hmm. you just went? Yeah. I was there and it really listening to Brittany tell that, whoo, girl, like it just, it took me back to that moment and how powerful that was and is, you know, Monica didn't do it for any kind of recognition or cause that's what she thought she should say. It sounded good, right? She told the truth, her truth and what she saw. And sometimes we have, trouble seeing our own truths and that's what monica was to britney and that girl you're tearing me up because it's so powerful (laughs) it's powerful britney said she went home and wrote it on her mirror how powerful if we can have impacts like that on each other think of how the world can be you know especially when you're not trying you're just doing it yeah (laughs) you know can i capture that for a second nikki because you literally Oh my gosh. Okay. For anyone listening to this now, speaking your truth and being in that moment, that's all we were doing. Right. And I told Brittany this later. So on the other side of that story, like I went home 
worried about what I said. I was so concerned that it came out wrong or like it was, uh, and, and this is something I'm still working on. I constantly work on like, is my brain getting the words out of my mouth that my heart is feeling? Like that's a yeah. lot of like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like here I am like worrying, like, oh my gosh, did I just make a single mom feel worse? Like, and then she told me what that meant to her. And I was just like, Whoa! That and that her. I think is the magic of being able to be in those moments and listen to spirit or universe or just your truth, because it may or may not hit the way you want it. Mm-hmm. or you think it's going to, but you'll never know. You'll never know. Like mm-hmm. I had the opportunity that Brittany and I have a friendship. So I got to hear the after story of it, but how many people are we coming across that we're having conversations with and you have no idea the impact mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. on somebody. Yeah. This kind of brings me back. My husband and I were actually having a conversation yesterday about how powerful music can be. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized there was a song by Oingo Boingo um, that I used to listen to as a young adult when I was really, really struggling in my depression. And there's a line in that song. I, it puts me back to that place every single time. And this story comes up, Nikki, because you were talking about like, just all of this, the depression, what we say, where we're at, you have no idea your impact. So every time I listen to this song, the first, I don't know that it's the first time I heard it, honestly, because I did own the album, but I remember sitting on the bus, I was leaving college, my classes, and this song is playing. And the one line, I felt like Boingo Boingo had not released the song to anybody else. Mm. They had just sent it to me. And the line, I mean, the whole song just makes me bawl. <laughs> but the one line, it says, um, um, you've got too many things to say. If you give away your life, if you gave away your life, the world would never be the same. Mm. And just that, you've got wow. so many things to say. And this world will literally be different yeah. if you choose to leave. Like, we wow. need you. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know, the power of music. Yeah. <laughs> um, it literally, that's the song that I blast every time I feel myself yeah. not important to this world or feeling like, I, like everyone would be better off without me. Yes. Um, it's, so find yours. I mean, maybe that's... Yeah. That's so funny. Last week, me and Nikki were talking about the power of music and what songs meant to us. Just kind of to go a little bit further on that, realizing and hearing a song like that, like you were born here, like you were brought here for a reason and it was so rare, right? Someone had to choose you, someone in the universe somewhere along with you and your spirit all had to come into agreement, right? To choose your parents, to choose the time, the date, 
all of this to make exactly you. So there is definitely a reason. And if you end that too soon before your time, you're robbing the world mm-hmm. of your uniqueness, your power, your strength. It could be your smile. Like Monica said, don't think to yourself. Cause I think that's one of the biggest lies in depression is you tell yourself like, I'm not worth it, whatever, better off without me. Like all these things when it's like, you know, I don't do anything big. How can I change a life? It could be looking somebody in the eye, smiling. Like you literally don't know. Monica, like she said, in this chance, got to know with what Brittany said. But the majority of the time, you really may not know. Do not rob the world of your beauty. Mm -hmm. Your time will come when it's supposed to come. Yeah. And sometimes when we say things to someone, they're not ready to hear it yet. And it might Mm -hmm. take years before something you said impacts someone. And in the moment, it might even make them mad because they're not healed enough to hear what you have to say. So even if you say something and someone is upset about it or doesn't understand it, like, you know, in your heart, what you meant, Mm -hmm. how you meant that to be. And if Mm -hmm. they like, you can't let that affect you because it could end up still changing them. You never know if you are just authentically yourself and you lead with love and you share what you think with other people, it can impact anyone around you. You just don't yes. know your impact. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfectly yes. said. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So going back to, I want to get to what you're doing now, but back in your business. So you went through your divorce and then you were doing parties and then what happened with the business after that? Um, so yeah, that, um, was amazing. Um, I was able, like I said, just to stay home. Um, I met my now husband, who is, is, you know, I did not believe in soulmates before him. Like, I don't believe there's just one person for everybody, but we were meant to find each other in this life. Mm. Like there's no question in my mind. Yeah. Real Um, quick. I just have to say, so the three of us went to a concert last summer and, Monica was her husband was going with her I was gonna take a guy with me and Nikki's boyfriend couldn't make it and I was just like well you'll be fine Monica's been married forever with him like they're gonna be like mine was like a newer thing so we would have been more like together and I was like it'll be fine and then we get there the guy didn't end up being able to come with me so it was just the three of us and Monica's husband and they are the cutest all over each other the whole time. Like you would not know. You would think that they were like in that honeymoon stage because they were just so freaking adorable. And I just could not believe that after, how long have you guys been married? Uh, 13, almost 14 years now. 14 years. And they are still yeah. so lovey-dovey that <laughs> it's like, it is so yeah. beautiful. I love you guys together. I love him. He's great. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. continue. I just want to say how great. You no, know, I love that. I love that because I, I feel the same way. Like, mm-hmm. of course, every relationship, we all have our trials and ups and downs and everything. And we've had ours, but man, we just, we make a good couple. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, um, I got remarried. Um, so I, continue to run my business. We actually, um, the company that I was working for got bought out by another one, which was actually a really amazing experience. It was, it was a hard change. It was a lot of adjustment, um, but we only grow with change and it was a really, really cool opportunity to meet even more people and just have a different perspective on this business. I think the merging of those two companies, um, really made just a, a, great balance of, um, of everything. So, um, 
yeah, I continued to do my parties, um, build my team, and I built one of the top 25 teams in the entire organization. Um, very proud of that because that's not, that's not me. That's my girls. Like that's the, yes. that's the power of connection. Yes. That's the power of women getting together. Like what we can create yes. is like unmatched. So that hey. is are my proudest um, part of my business is yeah. helping other women yeah. create the life that they want. But also yeah. it is you because you bring the best out of them and you made your team yeah. what it was. They definitely did a lot of the work. It was a team effort, but your energy sure. and leading that is huge. Oh, yes. thank you. I, I like what you said at the beginning. It's, it's something that took me a long time to realize was a strength of mine is I am really good at bringing women together and creating a safe space, yeah. creating a calm, secure, safe space, yeah. whether it's for a party, whether it's, you know, with boudoir, whether it's just yeah. me and my friends, just whatever that is. Yeah. And it really took a long time for me to realize that, um, that was a gift that I can give to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that when, when I receive that as well. Um, and like I said, that's kind of where the magic happens. And that's part of where my next adventure came from is I've done team retreats with my team for years and years, um, training, um, all of that. And I've decided to step away from the party business and focus on (laughs) the best of both worlds that I love travel and connection and creating those spaces. So I'm going to be doing retreats. I'm going to continue doing women's retreats um, with just the experience that I've gained. Um, I mean, as a woman, I think we all have our own journeys and can relate to that journey of really being comfortable in our own skin and finding that confidence, um, body image and, um, you know, body neutrality, that journey for me, for me was huge with my boudoir experience. And Mm. when I, um, found out that I have a gene that I'm predisposed to breast and ovarian cancer. Mm. So I had a preventative double mastectomy, um, at the end of 2019 and then COVID hit and I had some complications with my surgery. So I ended up having emergency surgery to, um, so I had the mastectomy. So they removed all my breast tissue and they put expanders to hold while my body healed. It created kind of a little pocket for them to be able to go back in with reconstructive surgery and do um, breast implants. Okay. Well, one of the expanders, my body rejected and I was going septic. So I had to go into an emergency surgery and they were hoping to take it out, clean everything, put it back in. But my, I was too septic at that point. They couldn't put it back in. So when I woke up from surgery, I was flat on one side and I thought I'm a pretty optimistic person. Like I, I let myself feel the feels. And then I look, okay, what's next? Because what else am I going to do? So I was like, okay, no big deal. Like we'll do the next surgery. You know, there, there's options. And then COVID hit. 
Oh everything shut down. My, my surgery was considered an elective surgery because it wasn't life-saving, oh. um, which is a little bit of salt in the wounds, I'll admit. I can yeah. see, I, I understand why that happened. But um, so I was left with a body that I did not recognize wow. that I felt was just deformed and ugly and disgusting and just all yeah. of those things. And yeah. it was because of boudoir and my girls mm. to really be able to embrace, not just mm -hmm. like, it was past the point of getting used to it and really just embracing. In fact, I think it was a huge, huge blessing because that complication pushed me so far out of the box yeah. of what's normal for a body that it made me start all over again and just find me and really appreciate who I am because this doesn't wow. last. This you can't take with you. And this isn't who we are. So our bodies, I mean, they're important, of course, that's what lets us experience all of those things, but what it looked like and whether or not I had one or two breasts or none, mm. um, yes. I really, really got a cool lesson from that. Um, so, so many things lined up in my life from my business, to building my confidence, to bringing women together, to being able to educate, really honing in on my, um, my skills, my empathy, my energy, um, and then pulling in my love of travel. Um, our company restructured um, back in last April or May and really, really shook up my world. And I really had to just step back and make a decision like, is this, I had felt a draw to something else, a pull for months before it happened, mm -hmm. but I had no idea what it was. And I could not imagine not doing what I was doing because I loved doing parties and working with my team and empowering yeah. women and helping couples. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So again, this at the time, what I felt like was a catastrophe, um, really gave me the opportunity, got pushed out of my box again, had to look and see like, okay, what is it that I'm meant to do in this world? What can I do with all of my experiences and lessons that I've gained along the way, what's next? And that's where I came to was, you know what? I've got 22 years of experience of sexual health, education, empowerment, bringing women together and showing them who they are because we do, we undervalue ourselves way more than I wish on, on anyone, but be, being able to have the confidence in them until they can find that confidence themselves, being able to show them and put them into situations that will help to grow their skills and their, um, their gifts.
And so all of that just kind of came together to me that um, I'm not going to lie. The couples retreats, um, I've done women's retreats. I've done lots and lots and lots and they're going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And the couples retreats I've never done. I've never done a couples retreat. (laughs) <laughs> but the more I talked about it, the more I talked to people, my clients and my friends, there is a need. Right. And again, don't get me wrong. There will always be a place for women to have our space yes. um, specifically without men so that we can have that feminine mm-hmm. bond yes. and energy and connection. Yeah. Um, but I will say through my years of doing parties and talking with couples, um, there is a huge lack of education for our partners as well, our male partners, even our other women partners. But um, as a couple, things happen differently than um, how we process things separately. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm so excited to share for our couples retreats. I get to bring my 22 years of sexual health education and empowerment, all of the retreat experience that I have. And then something that Brian and I, my husband experienced early in our relationship was a process of, again, kind of stepping back and connecting purposefully. Mm. So we do a process where it's a, um, a four day process where Oh, am I giving too much? Okay. You guys get to be the very first people to get a sneak peek. Okay, I'm so excited. On the secret sauce. Heard it here first. (laughs) All right. So four, so the couples retreat is going to be a five night. Four of those days, the first day we're going to focus on no sex, no touching, no sex, We're going to talk about energies. We're going to talk about connections. We're going to talk about your bodies. We're going to talk about wants and needs and desires. We're going to talk about sex off the table, pressure from either party, because sometimes we can kind of get in our heads about that. So we're taking sex off the table and we're just going to talk about all the other stuff. Second day, we're putting it back on the table, but just for her. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the woman's chance or our one partner, um, it's her turn to experience yeah. and allow pleasure. Ooh. And with the tools we give you, be able to ask and, ex- and, and explore. Because even when we think we know our bodies, as we age, our hormones are changing, our bodies are changing, our sexual yeah. response is changing so it's a constant exploration Mm -hmm. um so that's the second day and then the third day is the other partner if you have a male partner um Mm -hmm. or female um we talk about different bot you know the hot spots and and different things um Mm -hmm. but also bringing in that energy work So we've got no sex. We've got the first partner's turn, the second partner's turn. And on that fourth day is the fireworks is where we bring them all together. (laughs) I love that. So um, that's something that when Brian and I feel like we are drifting or different, um, the number one reason that people seek out 
couples therapy mm -hmm. is typically a difference of libido. And that is one of the most common things that just happened. Like you can't expect two human beings to be on the same no. level of hormones and, and energy and mm -hmm. life <laughs> that yeah. happens. So figuring out how mm -hmm. to communicate Ooh, and bring yeah. things together. Yes, sexually, but also energetically mm. so that there is a connection no matter what you're experiencing because there are health problems there are things that happen that the sex might not be able to be what you want it to be yes yeah. and that's where we need to make sure that our connection with our partner is more than just that yeah. So of course that's important. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cover all of that, um, but have the energetic part to that. Um, and then of course we've got some fun like exercises. I'll have homework every night. Um, we'll have some together time, of course, um, but lots and lots of free time for you to do your homework, for you to explore um, and just enjoy. Um, I'm working on our location right now. Um, I'm, I'm talking to two different places, um, so I can't announce that quite yet, but we are looking um, like end of September, first part of October. And for our couples retreat, we're only going to have seven couples for this first one. Intimate I want to make sure yeah. that we keep it intimate enough that nice. I can work with you yes. and we're not missing anyone or anything. Wow. Um, so... It'll fill up fast, but you guys are the first ones to I'm get. So okay, I'm about to get on that ASAP. <laughs> yeah, I need to find a boyfriend so I can go. <laughs> when I, if I ever get on dating apps again, I'll put "must be willing to go on couples retreat" immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had several suggestions for like, have you guys seen uh, Married at First Sight? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so like that kind of concept. Like, I'm going to take applications from. Um, from people and you're just going to meet up at the retreat and explore for the week and have right. some <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people would love that. I could never, but a lot of people would love that. Like I've had people to say like legitimately they do it. I don't, yeah. I would feel too much pressure trying to like, uh, especially like yeah. being like traveling, not like in your home place. I think that would yeah. be so scary, but some people just, that's their personality. They love that. It's they want an adventure. adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think it's going to be really cool for you guys to do it because you do have such a beautiful relationship and you've managed to keep it so good and so healthy for so long. And that's not an easy thing to do. And not very many couples can say that they mm -hmm. do that. So yeah. I think you guys can make a huge impact on people. I'm so excited. When are you planning to like announce where people can start like booking it? I'm hoping by mid to end of February that I'll be able to open up registration. Cool. Just um, gotta work out the kinks. Yeah, we're we're so close. I was trying to have it done by today so that I could uh -huh. tell you guys what it was, but um, but yeah, I, um, if you haven't met my husband, um, he's a hoot. We are so alike in some ways and so very different in a lot of ways. We just, we complement each other really, really well. He's done a lot of work with men's retreats. Um, 
and such mm -hmm. that way as well. So he's going to be able to bring in just a different mm -hmm. dynamic for that, mm -hmm. um, the other energy and the male perspective. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really excited about. He's always been a huge part of my business. He's mm -hmm. always been, I, I could talk to him about anything um, business related because he understood my business. He helped with my business. Um, he knew the ins and outs and everything. So he's, he's got a really, really good perspective. I'm excited to share that part. Um, cause he's always been behind the scenes with yeah. all my other retreats and with my business and those who know him, he's just, he's, he's a party. He's fun. <laughs> he is. I really enjoyed meeting him and spending time last year. I adore the fact that you're partnering up and doing the couples one together you know, and he has his things he brings to the table. You have your things to help those couples that are out there. I'm a hundred percent. If I don't make it this year in that seven, it's on my list. I'm going to definitely be getting to one of those because it sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. The energetics, yeah. the spirituality, the full intimacy behind it. Like it's not just sex for sex sake, you know, right. Like, Let's really get into our minds and our hearts. Jensen and I, we like to, like, we're so into that. We like to, like, tantric soul gaze type thing. Like, yeah. and so that's how I'm imagining your workshop is being on that type of level where we can just take some things, some of the pressures, totally off the table, stare into each other's soul, have a moment, like, really dig deep, you know, into each other. So that's exciting. I'm 100% going to be getting there. Yeah. Um, one of the things I did real quick want to take it back to, because it was just really profound for me, which, by the way, thank you for being super vulnerable and taking us through your health journey and what that was like for you and that self-image, how it impacted. But that really stood out because you said the hardest part was just like not recognizing your body and not feeling the same. And to me, it's different levels like your breasts are such a part of being a woman like you were you've had them since 10 11 right however and it's like my womanhood and for me it wasn't a similar experience but it's what kind of connected is i have uterine fibroids and when i found out about those they were really bad at one time and causing me like i was missing work i don't know if you remember that Brittany, but i like, do remember I, it was bad and so hysterectomy was on the table as an option. And the doctor is like, you know, some women don't care about the uterus, whatever, rip it on out kind of thing. How do you feel? And I'm like, attached, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> I don't, you know, it yeah. felt like part of me, not that I want more children, right? But just, it's my uterus, it's part of who I am, you know, kind of thing. I really had this emotional. And so that's how I was relating to you with your breasts, like waking up and everything fell through and the insurance company were being jerks. And you're like, okay, this is the new me and the new body. You know, how do I love this body? How do I show this body? And you really conquered it, Monica, because I promise you being in your presence, you would not think like being at that retreat with you and watching you do your shoot. She's like coming out, y'all, like all the confidence. What? Like, you know, she's ready and it's powerful. And I love it. Like you love yourself and you didn't. You had to go through that. And so that is so much power. And I just had to speak to that. For yeah. Yeah, I wanted okay. to go back to that too, because there's a picture of Monica 
When is it the first retreat, the first boudoir retreat? The very first retreat I went with Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So this picture is Monica right after her mastectomy. She had one of her breasts. So it was after all those complications. And you can see the scars and she's not dressed. She's standing in the shower. And the joy on this woman's face. Have you seen that that picture? Yeah. It is like, it belongs in museums. I think every woman that struggles with their body should have it on their vision board. Like it is the picture that just like shows me like that is true love for yourself. And I know in that moment you were struggling. It was an emotional moment for you. And I think you can talk about that, but just looking at that picture, like when I talk to women who are considering getting photo shoots and they're like, but the way I look, I can't love myself how I am. I'm like, they mention you and they're like, I've seen her and she just loves herself so much and they haven't seen that picture and then I have them see that picture and they're just like oh my gosh and it gives them strength to do it themselves like I think that is the most one of the most powerful images I've seen in my life and it came from a moment of struggle for you yeah yeah how beautiful is that we always talk about the beauty that comes out of pain or struggle and first of all shout out to Sarah with this is me boudoir photography like Sarah was absolutely the universe we met. So she actually did a photo shoot with my husband and I one week before my mastectomy. I panicked and realized I want photos of my natural breasts. I want photos with my husband. And like, I don't know what this process is going to be, but before they're gone, we got to. So she worked with me to get me in one week before my mastectomy. And, um, it's similar. So I'll share, I'll share this part. Um, when we were, we, we were doing the photo shoot, I was super nervous, but Sarah also has just a way of making people feel comfortable and confident. And, Mm -hmm. um, so it was towards the end of the shoot. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm doing good, but there's a moment that, um, she was taking a picture and my husband, we were sitting on the bed and my husband was behind me with his hands on my breasts. Mm -hmm. And I looked down and it hit me that that it was going to be different. It was never going to be not, not worse, not better, but, but just different. I think just the gravity of it really, really hit me at that moment. And I started, I'm an emotional person. Um, I'm not, I'm not, um, ashamed of that by any means, but we're in the middle of a photo shoot with a woman I just met (laughs) and I'm trying to hold back the tears, but I couldn't, I just lost it. And my husband is comforting me and Sarah just somehow disappeared. Like she's, she just poof. And she was, she let us have our moment and let us really just feel those feels And then I don't know how, but she knew exactly the moment that was right. And she picked it right back up and continued on with that shoot. And I just gained such a respect for her of um, just knowing, knowing what to do and what photos and just just everything. She's, she's a genius. So um, of course I fell in love with her. My photos from that shoot, I just, I I treasure. Um, But when I found out she was doing a retreat, I'm like, I love this woman. I need to go on this retreat. I need more of her. 
And when I found, I knew that, you know, it was a retreat and photos. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't have to do the photos. Cause then, and at this point I only had the one, mm-hmm. I was flat on one side. Um, so I wasn't even sure I was going to do the photo shoots on the retreat. Um, but the process of connecting with those other women, the activities that Sarah did, yeah. introducing me to Terry Hofford, who yeah. is another brilliant mm-hmm. um, woman, yes. um, shifted my perspective in that one, the, just those few days mm-hmm. that you can see, I can share the very first shoot that we did at that retreat. Um, I was in a bikini and Sarah said, okay, give yourself a hug. Mm -hmm. And so I went to do this and I only have one breast (laughs) and, and it was, it was just the expander. So it wasn't even like a pretty breast as people (laughs) would say. Um, so I did this and I looked down and I just see this concave side and this awkward (laughs) kind of bump. And I felt like I felt it. I start, I was just like, what am I doing? Like this shouldn't be photographed. And instantly the women, the other women at that retreat were like, cause they saw, like I was, I was going to start crying. I was going to lose it. They're like, you got this Monica. You are a goddess. You are gorgeous. You are rocking that suit. Yeah. Like just yeah. all the like best type woman ever. Type. Um, so I have that photo of when I was like, what am I doing? And then it was the last photo shoot of that retreat, um, of the, the picture that Brittany's talking about. And that moment, A, I credit Sarah because not only did she take that beautiful photo, she mm-hmm. created that experience and she created that moment when I got that photo back y'all like we are the worst to ourselves when we look at pictures of ourselves we are like we look at we really are oh my gosh did I really have like this (laughs) double chin oh my belly was sticking out why didn't anybody tell me to turn like we are the worst yeah and I will tell you that was the first time in my life that I saw that photo and I immediately loved it I loved everything about it and it took me a little while to realize like it is not the perfect I have lipstick on my teeth (laughs) really I got yeah I mean I got you can see my stretch marks of course you see all of the um surgical the scars the um I mean it just everything it's just all out there and it's beautiful yeah it is because I was focused and enjoying me, Mm. not what my body is or isn't, but just feeling, knowing who I am as a person has nothing to do with that outward appearance. Mm. So that photo, absolutely. I look at it Mm. whenever I do need that reminder. Um, I know people have shared it and stuff and I have no problem with that because look, if, if that can be a motivation for someone to say, you know what, if she can do that, so can I, by all means, you guys, we all have different struggles. We all have different experiences, but at the end of the day, we are so much more than same. 
than we could ever be different. And just having that sisterhood Mm. is everything. So I want to create in a different way, but I feel like retreats are those spaces that we can step away from everything else going in our lives, focus on what we need as people and grow and and learn. Like I think perspective gives us a lot of grace and that's where the lessons come from. Right. Like it wasn't immediately that I could even look at my concave chest. It took me a really, really long time to even just, I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want my husband to touch it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want him to see it. I, you know, it it doesn't happen immediately, but with the right perspective, some time, some healing Mm -hmm. and work, it takes work, but putting yourself around the right people and the right experiences, hundred percent. Like my life has changed um, because of those choices. Yeah. And I know people like you. Yeah, I was just having that same thought. I am so lucky to know people like you guys. Like, it's amazing. I love that you mentioned how the pictures were so different from the beginning of the retreat to the end, because that's why we do retreats. Like when you are thinking about spending money on going on a vacation and you're going to spend a little bit more because you're going on a retreat and paying for all that to be done. Those are the reasons it's worth it. It's not just a vacation with people that are amazing. It's literally transformative. It makes you a different person. It heals you in ways you don't even know you need to be healed. You have Mm. to put yourself in those situations to grow. And if you're someone who is trying to become better, love yourself more, have a better relationship, things like that, retreats are the best investment you can ever put in for yourself. So I'm very excited that you're doing this. I think that you are such an amazing person to do retreats because not only do you have experience doing them, but you've gone to retreats with multiple people. You've seen like what other people do and what you like and don't like, and you can adjust Mm -hmm. what you love about it and make it your own. And I love that. They're going to be beautiful. I can't wait to be able to go on one. Thank you. And even just the perspective, like Nikki, we've known each other for years and years and years. Um, and being with you on that retreat, I think it might've been that same activity that you were talking about, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember Nikki said something to the effect of, we are women for ages. We have adorned ourselves and mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with, if you want to wear the eyelashes do it. If you want to, you know, jewelry tattoo, like whatever, whatever you want to adorn this physical body with body neutrality doesn't mean you have to reject and not participate with any of the fun stuff of being a woman and being able to experiment with adorning our goddess bodies. So like that stuck with me and having that perspective, I never would have got that except in that retreat setting. So it just took our friendship to a different level. It just, it just does. We're able to, to share and have perspectives that you just don't get outside of that, out of that setting. So yes, I am, I am beyond excited 
Um, I'm one that likes to like detail and prepare and have everything. And I'm learning. Sometimes I just got to jump. So we're jumping. We're going to do it. And I'm excited. (laughs) I love that you mentioned the deepening friendships because that's huge. I, the women I have in my life now are because I started going to retreats and I started getting to know people and being closer to them. Like I knew you pretty well before we went on that retreat and I felt so much closer to you. We did like, what was it we were doing when we were like the energy, something about energy where we were like, I can't remember what we were doing. We were upstairs, like on the roof, laying on things and we were like, had partners Oh, maybe a yeah, Reiki, Reiki thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. for that, I just like, like it really had us fill each other's energy. And Monica was my partner for that. And I just mm-hmm. felt so we weren't talking during it. It was just like exchanging energy. And I seriously felt so much closer to her after mm-hmm. something like that simple. You really, it puts you in positions to really deepen friendships and change the people around you. I had friends before I started doing all of this, but the level of friendships I have now, how deeply I love is so different. Yes. Oh yes. my God. How deeply you love, like how amazing is that? I'm yeah. going to write that down. That's, it <laughs> yeah. really does. It that was beautiful. Me. I like that we're talking about this because it's February. It's the month of love and just really speaking to what that means to each of us from all different aspects, right? Whether it's the self-love or the relationship or the sexual or the emotional, there's love and it does exist in different forms. And finding that can be very challenging for a lot of people. What I'm noticing in my journey nowadays is self-love tends to be the hardest for people. They feel like they can give it out, but then they don't give themselves that same grace. And so that's what I really like, not only about your photo and that moment that it captured because you're like, eh, for a moment, I wasn't feeling the love, but then you felt the love of everyone else. And so if this is something you're struggling with out there and you don't feel that self-love, attach onto the love of someone else until you do and how they're looking at you, yeah. right? What's that song? Is it Ariana Grande, Point of View or whatever? Like nobody else, right? Your best friend isn't going to look at you and be like, ew, why are you, right? But you're doing it to yourself. And so- attach on to that because sometimes you can't find it you've never maybe had it for yourself Mm. but someone else sees it and they know right and so Mm. you just surround change your if you don't have people like that in your scene change your scene you know and get some folks to do Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't know where to find people, because that's what was my problem before. I didn't know where to make friends. It's hard as an adult. Go on retreats. Go find boudoir. Find like something in your area that gets people together that is people with that kind of mindset of growth. And you'll find the right people. You just have to put yourself in those spaces. Yeah. Um, And for those of you in Utah, we may even start some like girls get together nights just on a local level to be able to share and connect because yeah, let's face it. We can't always live on vacation on retreats and being able to escape and um, but having those connections, having Mm -hmm. like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I'm having a bad day or just some bad thought, like I can text Brittany, I could call her 
any time of day or night and she would be my hype girl like none other like and I can say that with Nikki I can say that with the people that I have chosen to be in my world yes it has it's changed I didn't realize I (laughs) I'm about to say this and it sounds so silly now that I'm going to say it out loud I didn't realize I could choose. I didn't realize that I don't have to put energy into, like there's some people in our lives that whether it's work or family, extended family, neighbor, like there's some people in our lives, they're going to be in your life and you don't really have much control over that, but you do have control over how much energy you're putting into those relationships and saving that energy for the ones that are going to give that back tell it yes life changing tell it that's not silly at all that (laughs) because i struggle with that still i have to i love people so much but i know there's some people who just don't give me back that same kind of energy and i need to step back but still love them still see them but not in as deep of a level. And it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to adjust who you have in your life. But the people that we have in our lives, like it really shows me what love is and how it should feel. And I don't want anything other than that. Yes. Yes. So tell us, Monica, what is your business name? Have you named it yet? Are you still coming up with it? I need ideas, you guys. So um, my tra- so I am getting my travel license. So I'll be able to facilitate all of our retreats and travel and all of that. Um, so for my travel agency, it's going to be um, the travel bug. Um, or- That's cute. Thank you. And then for kind of under that umbrella, we're going to have like the couples retreats will be kind of like the love bug travel or the women's retreats and travel will be like ladybug travel. I love it, Monica. I'm obsessed. (laughs) You do not need ideas. That is it. It's so good. I love that. You do not need ideas at all. That is it. Go with that because that is too cute. Yeah. I I forgot that you were going to do the travel agent stuff. And I just want to mention, you don't pay for travel agents, right? Like they get paid through booking. Is that how it works? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, because even I, so... I love to travel and I love a deal. So I have always booked all of our travel because I want to like know I'm getting the best deal. And I haven't used travel agents very often because I was under the impression that they're going to get the same deal I do. And then they're going to like add some to Mm -hmm. that. And that is not the case. So even if you're booking your own travel online, Mm -hmm. that deal that you found Travelocity or booking.com or whoever's offering that is getting their cut they've either marked it up or they're getting paid by disney or whatever cruise line or whatever travel that you're doing right Uh so um travel agents are able to because um because of the level of um or the volume of travel um Marriott, Disney, Cruises, all of those providers offer either a discount or a commission, right? So they have their um, advertising budget. um, So they're paying for your travel agent, not you. The only exception to that is um, airlines. Um, Typically domestic 
air travel, there's no, um, there's no commission or any of that. So, um, I can still provide that as part of your package. Um, but that's the only one that if you want to find a good deal on your airfare, go for it. Otherwise travel agents, you guys, the stuff that I'm learning, like I've traveled all my life. I've traveled by myself. I've traveled with my family. I've tried, you know, I, and I've almost always, um, just booked our own and, and planned everything ourselves. So I really thought I knew travel mm-hmm. and doing this part with my certification. Um, it is so exciting because there's just so much more opportunity that I can provide and still get like that deal. Like yeah. there's just some sort of like adrenaline boost when you know you're like, yes, I just <laughs> saved five hundred dollars on this or this or you know, like yeah. it, it just makes travel that much sweeter. So I still get to offer that to people. Um, and then you're not paying for my services. It's the commissions coming from those travel. Yeah. And I love supporting like my friends, but small businesses. I Like if you can book with a travel agent and have them make income off of that rather than doing it yourself. Plus they're doing all the searching for you. I plan all of my own stuff. I am a planner to the max, but 100% I would just book everything through you because then that helps you and it helps me freeze up some of my time. So definitely and Thank you. having someone like you, you have traveled a ton. I cannot believe how much you've traveled and having someone who's so experienced in traveling is helpful. Like, so I super highly would suggest booking through Monica. She it is one of, uh, I like the quote. Um, I like to learn from other people's mistakes because I can't possibly live long enough to make them all myself. Yes. So I've that. already made all the problems. <laughs> you? you can learn from me. I will take care of you. Yes. One <laughs> of the things that stands out every time I'm booking a flight, if I'm looking at Southwest, I'm like, okay, but where is the, the layover? Because I know I don't want to go through the Denver one if it's a don't, layover with Southwest because I learned that from you. You made that. I'm sorry, Denver, but you guys (laughs) need to figure it out. Like, (laughs) maybe it's me. I just do not have good luck with um, connecting flights in Denver. So, (laughs) I learned. There's your first travel tip. Yeah. So, that's what I always do. That's the first thing I check is where is it going through? I'm not going through Denver. Well, anything else you want to tell our audience about your upcoming ventures that we haven't covered at all, Monica? Give it a shout out. Have we covered it all pretty thoroughly? I think we, I think we did really good. And you guys are so fun. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, I would invite anyone to follow me on social. You can reach out. Um, I am rebuilding my email contact list. So if you're interested in emails or texts, um, I'm figuring that out because I, um, I have a huge um, community and most of them are super excited for this next adventure, but I'm not going to assume anything. I'm not going to add you to a list. I'm not going to, you know, um, make you participate, Um, but you will not want to miss out. So those that are interested or if this is the first time that you're meeting us um, or me, um, yeah, follow me on social or send me a message and we'll be kind of building that community, the travel bug nation. Um, and look, it's not, like I said, it's not just about travel and, or the retreats. It's about community 
And if I have learned anything since COVID, it's how important it is to have a community and have connection. Like human beings were not meant to live this life alone. We are not meant to go through hard times or even the good times without someone to celebrate with. Like we need each other. And I get it. I, I've been the spectrum of like the super shy girl to like the Monica stop talking. Like <laughs> but at the end of the day, whether you're someone that just likes to people watch or you're someone that's like the life of the party, we all need each other. We all need those connections. So yeah. I'm excited for this next adventure. I am I know that this is what that pull was and I'm excited that I get to, although I'm leaving, my, my journey's changing. The chapter is a new chapter, but I get to bring all of that experience, all of that, um, all that yumminess that I've collected over the years and just keep all of that going forward and build on to that. So thank you so much for having me and thank you for letting me just share because I'm a sharer. (laughs) We're so grateful for you coming on. We were so excited. You were literally like one of the first people we have to have Monica. You're amazing. We're so grateful. And I just want to say that if you aren't someone who feels like you can do a retreat and travel that is out of some people's budgets. I would join Monica's Facebook group because she does have a really great community. She's built a really good, just the people around her, the people that the things that she posts, she posts funny things. She posts stuff about sexual health. She posts stuff to like, just get people talking. Like I love Mm -hmm. every time I see one of your posts, like sometimes I get the notification that you posted something and I'm like, yay. So I would for sure join her group. I'll put it on the screen and it, everything will be linked in the, um, what's that called in the description? Yeah. So. Yay. I like that you said that that was actually for anyone out there. I mean, that's a brilliant idea, Brittany, because that's where I started was just by being in the group, Sarah's group at the time. And, um, Monica, I don't know if I'm in your group. I'm about to hit you up when we're done and make sure I'm tuned in, tapped on all the things because I a hundred percent support you believe in you and it feels aligned and so anything you're doing i'm definitely going to be involved in supporting that on some level but if you're not there just connect just create the sisterhood i can't tell you i was in sarah's group for years before i was able to go on a retreat and it worked out in my life you know and so i had so much connection even after the retreat like it's sisterhood Um, yeah 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 Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Like the, the groups are nice. I mean, I'm getting so sick of seeing like ads on my feed and my social. So like actually having posts, whether it's, like you said, I try to share all sorts of different stuff. Um, I've been a little bit inactive on there the last little bit with my mother-in-law who just passed, but um, I love that that community y'all just put up with me no matter what. And that's, that's what it's about. Right. I love how much I love the, the, conversations and yeah I love how much support you've gotten when you announced that you were changing everything just I mean there's hundreds of comments of just love and support and like you've created something beautiful so thank you thank you and to 
my new friends here and to anyone that has been with me on my journey, I cannot thank you enough. I, I sometimes struggle with feeling worthy enough for the amount of love and support that I have, but I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to enjoy it and appreciate it. And, and just thank you. I wish there were bigger words for it, but thank you. Thank you. Um, to everyone who's been a part of my journey. I would not be who I am without you two, without everyone who's been a part of it, whether, you know, it's someone that just came to one of my parties one time or a hostess or someone on my team or someone in my group, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, as I've learned to share and be more vulnerable on social media, um, I find what you put out there, you get back. And so having that kind of support, it's scary. It's scary to put yourself out there sometimes, but Mm -hmm. you know what? It has, it has changed my world. So thank you. All right. On that note, I guess we'll get ready to wrap it up. This has been an amazing episode of manifest her. Like Monica, thank you for bringing your beautiful energy, your, expertise your laughter all the things we laughed we cried we did it all y'all definitely tune in and catch this whole episode because i broke out the tissues today that was the first time they had me about to ugly face cry up in here it's all good so we're just enjoying ourselves all of monica's contact information will be listed in our descriptions below so definitely connect with her she's very approachable she will be looking to hear from you in her community and me and Brittany will be looking for you in that community too so we'll be on the lookout um and i just want to leave let's see well before i leave you with my inspirational note next week I'm going on a cruise, so our next episode is going to just be fun, catching up. I'll tell you all the fun things I did on my cruise. We'll see what Brittany got into, have some shenanigans on our next episode, a little bit light. We'll keep it short and sweet. And then coming up after that, we're probably going to delve into some dating. You want to get into that. It's the month of love. And we got some stories, so make sure you're there for all of that. Um, and then I just want to leave you on a positive note. Monica mentioned my Angelo. She's one of my favorite poets of all time. She helped me to get through a lot of things in my life with her beautiful poetry. And one of her favorites is Alone, which I fully memorized. I'm not going to bore you with that here, but I do want to just say nobody but nobody can make it out here alone, in the words of Maya Angelo. So find your sisterhood, connect, find your people, find your troop, whether it's with us, someone else, you can't make it alone. We're not here to be alone. So until next time, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.